Hello and welcome to Messages from First United Methodist Brookings, Brookings First United Methodist Church's new podcast. My name is Sam Becker, and I'm the church's worship technology and media director. This podcast is a full audio version of the sermon, message, and scripture from each week's services for those who prefer to listen in a portable audio format. Today's message was delivered by Pastor Pete Grassow on May 16th, 2021. You can watch the entire service on our website, brookingsmethodist.org, and on our Facebook page at Brookings First United Methodist Church. Now, here's Pastor Pete with a difficult conversation about abuse. We are following a teaching series at the moment called Difficult Conversations, in which we're learning how to speak about the stuff that we normally avoid. This series is available online, or you can receive it as a printed booklet, which is available in the narthex of the church. And so over the last three weeks, we've learned of different kinds of difficult conversations. We've looked at Moses and Jethro, learned how to have a difficult conversation about leadership. We looked at a conversation between Jesus and Nathaniel and reflected on our personal prejudices and how they affect the way we talk to one another. And last week on Mother's Day, we looked at the woman in the life of Moses as a baby, learned how to let go of the need to control our children and the conversations about our children and to trust our children into God's hands. Today, I take us to the story of King David and his daughter Tamar and invite us to learn how to speak about abuse in our families. Our scripture reading today is 2 Samuel chapter 13. I am going to read the first 22 verses. 2 Samuel 13 verses 1 to 22 takes the form of a story, a difficult story to listen to. But I do invite you to persevere, allow the story to tell itself. Some time passed. David's son, Absalom, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And David's son, Amnon, fell in love with her. Amnon was so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister Tamar, for She was a virgin, and it seemed impossible to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of David's brother Shimea, and Jonadab was a very crafty man. He said to Amnon, O son of the king, why are you so haggard morning after morning? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill, and when your father comes to see you, say to him, Let my sister Tamar come and give me something to eat and prepare the food in my sight so that I may see it and eat from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill, and when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come. And make a couple of cakes in my sight so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar saying, 
Go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house where he was lying down. She took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight and baked the cakes. Then she took the pan and set them out before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Send out everyone from me. So everyone went out. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the chamber so that I may eat it from your hand. So Tamar took the cakes she'd made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. But when she brought them near him to eat, he took hold of her and said, Come lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me. For such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do anything so vile. As for me, where could I carry my shame? And as for you, you would be as one of the scoundrels in Israel. Now therefore I beg you, speak to the king. But he would not listen to her. And being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon was seethed with very great loathing for her. Indeed, his loathing was even greater than the lust he'd felt for her. Amnon said to her, Get out! But she said to him, No, my brother, for this wrong in sending me away is greater than the other you did to me. But he would not listen to her. He called the young man who served him and said, Put this woman out of my presence and bolt the door after her. Now she is wearing a long robe with sleeves, for this is how the virgin daughters of the king were clothed in earlier times. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her. But Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the long robe she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away crying aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He's your brother. Do not take this to heart. So Tamar remained a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. When King David heard of all these things, he became very angry. But he would not punish his son Amnon because he loved him, for he was his firstborn. But Absalom spoke to Amnon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he'd raped his sister, Tamar. Sure, what a story. Have you noticed that the Bible is a mix of stories, some inspiring and some quite terrifying? I do want us to remember that the Bible is the ongoing story of God's people learning how to live God-pleasing lives. Sometimes God's people get it right, and sometimes, like this story, God's people get it absolutely wrong. And as embarrassing as this might be, it's important to tell both the successes as well as the failures. We learn from the good, and we can learn from the mistakes of God's people. So, Please go the journey with me today, because this story of failure, a story that I think we would rather not think about, is a story that can teach us. I wonder if you've ever heard a sermon on the story of King David's daughter, Tamar, raped by her half-brother in her family home, and then told to keep quiet about it. 
But this is not just a story of biblical times. Sadly, this is a story for every generation of human history. Because people are still abused today, and most often, abuse happens in the family home. And, and I suspect that when we hear stories of abuse, we often want to avoid thinking about them, especially when they're in our circle of friends, or even worse, when it involves our family. And we even might tell everyone to keep quiet because it will embarrass the family. This is what happened to Tamar. She's raped by her brother Amnon. Her father, King David, chooses to do nothing because this is his favorite son. And her brother Absalom knows about it and then says these words to her, 2 Samuel 13, 20. Be quiet for now, my sister. He's your brother. Do not take this to heart. He literally says, keep quiet. But you see, keeping quiet does not make the pain go away. Keeping quiet causes abused people to believe that this is the normal thing in society and actually allows the abuse to continue. Keeping quiet also helps to grow a sense of shame in the life of the person being abused. They will think that everyone else is okay with it and that they alone are wrong. And this deep shame leads to social insecurity and can even cause suicide. Even worse, people who have been abused can become abusers themselves. There was a case this past week in the news, the story of Dominic Ongwen, who lived in Uganda and was captured as a child by a rebel army. He was tortured, he saw his parents killed before his eyes and forced to become a child soldier. The saddest part of the story is that he grew up to become one who did the same thing to other children. The abused became an abuser. And this past week's sentence was passed on him, 25 years in prison for crimes against humanity. And so I want to take us to Jesus. Jesus who teaches us that people who've been abused deserve to be heard and protected. This is the way of Jesus. He sits with those who have been silenced by society and listens to their story and protects them. You remember Jesus meeting a woman caught in adultery? Jesus is the one who sees the way society was silencing her but ignoring the man who was with her and he speaks out about this injustice. The story of Jesus who listens to the children who his disciples are trying to silence and then speaks to the disciples about how little people are God's beloved. The point is that Jesus never allowed the little people in life to be silenced. And we who follow Jesus have the same task. Let us allow abused people to have a voice. This is our Christian calling, to resist the temptation to keep quiet. If Tamar had been heard, 
not only would she have healed from her trauma, but the history of Israel would have been quite different. You see, the family of King David covered up the abuse, and if you read further in the story, you will see that it festered and it grew bitter. And eventually, Tamar's brother Absalom took revenge on his older brother and killed him. And then some years later, Absalom too was killed in yet more revenge. You see, covering up abuse doesn't heal the family, it only causes further damage. Let me add one more comment. Beware of blaming the victim. In the story of Tamar, it's so easy to blame Tamar. Literally to say, Tamar, what were you thinking going into the man's bedroom? Which is the same conversation we might think or say to people today when they find themselves in difficulties to say, well, you should not have been there in the first place. Or, oh, you were probably asking for it. Or you should not be dressing like that. You see, Tamar had the right to feel safe no matter where she was. She was not responsible for her brother and his friend's behavior. In fact, every other woman, girl, for that matter, anyone who's abused, should have the right to feel safe. Let us not blame the victim for their abuse. And so let me finish with these words. If you have experienced abuse in the past, I encourage you to reach out to a counselor or to a trusted friend and share your experience. It is in sharing that you begin your journey to healing. If you are currently experiencing abuse, I encourage you to not only share with a counselor or a friend, but also to immediately go to the police and lay charges. If you cannot hold your abuser accountable, your abuser will do it to others. If you are the friend of someone who's come forward as an abuse survivor, pray for them. Let them know you are sorry and you believe them. Often abused people fear that no one will believe their story. Then let them determine what they share and how they share. Don't you try to fix it. Because only they uh, can, can work out how to resolve their lives. And please, don't you try and get revenge. If there's one thing the story of David teaches, revenge doesn't fix anything. And if you're one who abuses other people, get help before you destroy more lives. It is your spiritual and psychological illness that makes you believe that they like it or they are asking for it. You are a monster and you need help immediately. I am, for those living in Brooking, wanting to commend the Brookings Domestic Abuse Shelter. Their phone number is 692-7233. 692-7233. Reach out to them and receive help. Do not allow yourself to continue to be a victim. Do not allow your friends to be victims. Uh, go and speak to the counsellors at the domestic abuse shelter or other social services. 
we long for and work for a healed society. Let us be the people of Jesus who speak for the little people in our society. Thank you for listening to this week's message from First United Methodist Brookings. To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get yours, and be sure to watch for new podcasts from us launching in the coming months. You can find information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page, Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of the pastors of Brookings First United Methodist Church, thank you for listening and see you next time. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 936719, streaming plus license number 21039161. Visit brookingsmethodist.org for more information.